Blog Talk Radio. Hey. What's good, family? What's going on, y'all? It's your boy, Minister Bernard Marrow, live back here on PKN Radio, excited and ready to share a word from the Lord with you all. It's been a minute. I wasn't on last month, but I'm on this month, and I'm ready to come into agreement with you to align ourselves with God's word as we come together and press forward by faith. Hallelujah. Anybody out there excited that it's another beautiful, blessed day, that God, the only true living God, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, has truly blessed us to see another beautiful, blessed day that we are truly blessed, always being blessed, to press forward in by faith. And so as always, family, I'm going to open us up in prayer, and we are going to press forward by faith tonight, uh, sharing with you all a word from the Lord. It's another broadcast of By Faith Be Good, an hour of faith-building encouragement that will lift up the name of Jesus and draw all of God's children closer to him. I'm excited, and I thank God for the By Faith Be Good podcast and radio show, but also I thank God for my Purpose Kingdom Network family. Shout out to our CEO, Pastor Toy Daly. Shout out to all of God's messengers, the whole entire Purpose Kingdom Network family. So let's go. Let's get it, family. I'm going to open us up in prayer, and we're going to get back into this new series that I've been sharing with you all titled, Things That Contaminate Your Faith. Things That Contaminate Your Faith. And we're going to get into this and see what can contaminate our faith because it's our responsibility to make sure that we are in faith at all times, to make sure that we go from faith to faith, that we walk by faith and not by sight, that we are strong in faith as we align ourselves with God's word, his will, and his way, ready for everything that God wants to do through us and ready for everything that God has in store for us. With that being said, let us pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. We adore you. We worship you. We say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you. Thank you for all you will do. Thank you. Thank you for where you brought us from. Thank you. Thank you for where you have us today. Thank you. And thank you, Lord, for what's in store. We thank you for waking us up this morning and starting us on our way. We thank you for waking us up this morning and pouring your strength into us uh, so that we were able to get up with the activities of our limbs. We say thank you. 
that we were able to get up in our right minds. Thank you because of who you are, God. We were able to get up uh, and press forward in this day confidently, knowing that you are with us, uh, knowing that you've already gone before us. Uh, you've already made the rough places smooth. Uh, you've already made the crooked places straight. Uh, you've already removed every obstruction. Uh, you've already moved, removed every distraction. Uh, and most importantly, you've already defeated the enemy. And so, God, we come together tonight uh, ready to receive your word. We come together tonight uh, ready to give you all all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. We come together tonight uh, ready to press forward by faith. Uh, God, we thank you. We thank you for your word that is our foundation, uh, a foundation that cannot, will not, never be shaken. Uh, and so we decree and declare tonight by faith, have your way, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. Uh, have your way, Holy Spirit, uh, Take control. We invite you in to where we are. Set the atmosphere where we are tonight. We may not be together in person, but, Lord, there's no distance in the spirit. So have your way, Holy Spirit. Be in the midst of every home. Be in the midst of every job. Be in the midst of every community. Be in the midst tonight, Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus. Be in the midst of every every car, train, truck, and plane, uh, wherever your children are, even those who are walking, we decree and declare, uh, Holy Spirit, have your way tonight. Uh, Lord, bless the word that you have given, uh, that it go forth boldly, uh, that it be a blessing to your children, uh, that we install it, live by it, and share it with others. Uh, we pray in the name of Jesus, uh, the name that is above every name. We pray tonight, uh, God, that somebody will rise to say, what must I do to be safe? Uh, and so we say, have your way. Uh, be with me, Lord, that I speak fluently, uh, that I articulate and speak your word properly. Uh, be glorified tonight, uh, and it is so. Uh, let all the redeemed of the Lord say so, and it is so. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hallelujah. Y'all know, y'all know, hallelujah. I had to catch myself, family, because y'all know, I'll go into prayer, and I'll stay in prayer for about an hour or more, but I had to catch myself because there is a word from the Lord for us all tonight. So let's get into it. So I've been on this new series with you all here on the By Faith We Good podcast here on Purpose Kingdom Network. I've been in this new series titled Things That Contaminate Your Faith. And family, one of the many responsibilities that we have as children of God, as the called, as the anointed, as Jesus Christ ambassadors, we have the responsibility to remain strong in faith. Come on, we're victorious when we press forward by faith. We are overcomers when we press forward by faith. We are triumphant when we press forward by faith. We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might when we press forward by faith. When we press forward by faith, we learn how to trust in the Lord and in the power of his might. We learn how to trust in the Lord uh, with all of our heart and lean not to our own understanding, acknowledging him in all of our ways, knowing that he will direct our path. Come on, everything in God is guaranteed. All of his promises are yes and amen 
unto the glory of God by us. And the end of that verse just stood out to me. He said, unto the glory of God by us. That means we are the ones that's going to give God the glory because God is going to do what he promised. Hallelujah. Can I encourage you real quick? We trust in the Lord with all our heart and lay not to our own understanding, and we acknowledge God in all of our ways. Why? This is what the Lord said to me. This is what I heard the Lord say in the spirit. We acknowledge him in all of our ways because how you acknowledge God is how he's going to show up. Come on, family. Uh, if you acknowledge God as your provider, your Jehovah Jireh, your provider, he's going to show up as your provider. If you acknowledge God as your deliverer, he's going to show up as your deliverer. If you acknowledge God as your healer, your way maker, your miracle worker, that's exactly how he's going to show up. And he's going to do above and beyond what you've requested. He's going to exceed your expectation. So let us press forward and get into the word of the Lord tonight. And so tonight, family, we are on part five of this new series, Things That Contaminate Your Faith. And our theme scripture for this um, series is Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 in the New Living Translation. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 in the New Living Translation. And the word of the Lord says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Hallelujah. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. And then verse 17, the word of the Lord says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. The just shall live by faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so, family, we go from faith to faith. God takes us from faith to faith. We are created to live from faith to faith from beginning to end, from start to finish. There is not a moment or a time in our lives where we are not to be in faith. We are always supposed to be strong in faith, standing firm on the word of the Lord. We cannot be ashamed to love God. Come on. We cannot be ashamed to serve God, to trust God, to commit our life to being in and maintaining a personal relationship with him. We cannot be ashamed to be committed to God, to be fully committed to the Lord and maintaining our personal relationship with him. And so I I share with you all tonight, family, very briefly, that once again, when it comes to uh, the kingdom of God, we have to function by faith in the kingdom of God, being a part of the kingdom of God. The power of faith is to turn your situation to your advantage. Why is it that the power of faith is to turn your situation to your advantage? That's because God has given us authority through Jesus Christ. He has given us power through Jesus Christ. He has given us dominion over the earth because God wants to work through us. We have to remember God don't need us to do what he wants to do because he created the world before we were even in the world. But God, because he loves us and he's God and God all by himself, God chose us for him to work through. 
And so when it comes to um, being in the kingdom of God, the power of faith, when it comes to being God's children, when it comes to taking ownership of who we are in Christ, the power of faith is to turn your situation, our situation, to our advantage. That's why we don't have to settle for less. It does not mean that we don't have to deal with the reality of situations. It just means that we deal with situations differently than how the world deals with situations. Come on, we learn how to decree and declare the word of the Lord. We learn how to go to God in prayer. We learn how to trust in the Lord. We learn how to walk by faith and not by sight. We learn that if we activate our faith, we'll activate God's word, and God's word will become our reality. We learn uh, how to be effective in being who we are, who God created us to be, because we are fully assured that the devil has no power, that the devil is already defeated, and when we function by faith, we walk in authority, we walk in victory, we rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ. And and so none of this, this is our responsibility, and this is how we are created to live. But I want to share with you all once again, family, none of this can take place if we are not in faith. We got all these benefits that the Lord has given us, uh, makes available to us, uh, the doors that he opens, uh, how he makes us whole, how he gives us strength, all these great, mighty, strong, amazing things and benefits uh, that God does and provides for us. But none of this can take place if we are not in faith. There are things and ways about us that can contaminate our faith and make us non-effective for God, ourselves and others. There are things and ways about us that we allow at times that causes our faith to become contaminated uh, in which will affect what we believe. And we have to be mindful in these days and times that we cannot allow what we believe to be affected. To be contaminated is to be infected by something. It, it means to be unfit for use. And I don't know about you, but I want God to use me. I don't want to be affected. I want to be effective. Come on, somebody. I don't want to be affected. I want to be effective. I want to walk in the authority that's God, that God has given me. I want to watch this. I want to walk in the divine favor of God that's ordained for my life. Everything I need just becomes available. The doors that I need open swings open freely. Even the doors that I need shut, they shut them. God, uh, let me let me calm down and take my time. But God shuts the door and nobody can open it. God opens the door and nobody can shut it. Come on, what God does in our life, uh, nobody can interrupt or interfere or block it. God is God, and he created us to be effective and not affected. That's a whole nother word for another time. But check it out, family. So there are some things and ways about us that we allow at times, you know, being in our feelings and our emotions and so many different things that we deal with throughout our lives uh, uh, that can contaminate our faith and make us non-effective for ourselves and other people, and even most importantly, for God. And so there's a subject that I'm going to focus on tonight. There was actually two that I was going to focus on tonight, 
But when I begin to write uh, family and study for tonight, uh, the first subject, the first topic, it got so good that uh, the, the way the Holy Spirit was leading me, I just stuck with it and I said, okay, God, um, if it's okay with you, we're going to do the second subject uh, on the next broadcast. And so we're going to stick with just one tonight. And so what I'm going to talk about very briefly tonight, family, that can contaminate our faith, because we didn't talk about how fear can contaminate your faith. We didn't talk about how worrying can contaminate your faith. Being under pressure can contaminate your faith. Wrongful thinking, negative thoughts can contaminate your faith. Wrongful speaking, um, speaking in ways that does not add value to your life, to your purpose, and the people around you can contaminate your faith. And also bitterness, being bitter can contaminate your faith. These are just some of the things that God has blessed and used me thus far to share with you all um, concerning what can contaminate your faith. We got to learn and know how to remain strong in faith no matter what. We got to learn and know how to trust in God no matter what. We can have our moments, but what's important is that we learn how to bounce back. What's important is that we learn how to be faithful. What's important is that we learn how to be consistent. We want God to bless us and do so much for us, but what are we going to do for God? We want God to bless us and do so much for us, but as soon as we get in our feelings, we forget about who God is. As soon as we get in our feelings, we don't like the process that God has set up for us to press forward through. We don't like that we don't get our way or things don't work out in the way that we expect it to. But I'm telling you tonight, family, we got to be consistent. We got to remain faithful. We got to remain strong in the Lord. And we got to remain, most importantly, strong in faith. And so let's talk about the vision tonight. And that's what we're going to talk about because there's so much going on in this world. This is what the enemy is trying to cause. This is one of the number one things that the enemy is trying to cause in the body of Christ, and it is division. Uh, one, one of the things about the devil is that, as we know, he has no power. He has no power, and the only thing the enemy can do is try to manipulate situations and, and try to influence us to do things differently than the way that God created us to. And so the enemy doesn't have power. He has influence. And this is why we have to have God's word as our foundation. This is why we have to stay focused. This is why we have to press forward by faith. This is why we have to trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. This is why we have to let God be God because the enemy does not have power, but he has influence. And we cannot allow ourselves to be wrongfully influenced, getting caught up in the wrong places, being um, caught up in the wrong situations. And so let's get into it. The word division. The word division means the action of separating something into parts or the process of being separated. And so this is what the enemy is trying to do, family. Um, throughout the pandemic, throughout this last year, even where we are today, the enemy is really trying to cause division. So I'm going to go ahead and nip this thing in the butt, and we're going to go ahead and call it out. You know how they used to say when we were growing up, tell the truth and shame the devil. And so I'm going to go ahead and call it out and call it out for what it is. We're going to deal with the vision tonight. 
We're going to deal with it tonight. And so the word division is the action of separating something into parts or the process of being separated. The word division also means disagreement between two or more groups, typically producing tension or hostility. Can I say that one more time? The word division also means disagreement between two or more groups, typically producing tension or hostility. And so, family, we're, we're not created to be divided. We're created to be unified. Come on. You ought to write that down. We are not created to be divided. We are created to be unified. Why? Because there's power in unity. We're, we're not in alignment with God when we are divided. We are not effective in our assignments, walking in our purpose when we are divided. We can block our blessings. We can block many blessings and even get in the way of God instead of following the way of God when we are divided. Can I say that one, one more time? We are in the way of God instead of following the way of God when we are divided, all right? And so division contaminates our faith because part of living by faith is to show forth what we believe by our actions. Come on tonight, Holy Ghost. Part of uh, uh, us walking uh, by faith, part of us pressing forward by faith, part of us living by faith is to show forth what we believe by our actions. And we're not setting the right examples concerning living by faith if we're divided. We're not setting the right examples concerning living by faith if we're separated because of jealousy, because of envy, because of strife, be, uh, strife because uh, somebody want to be malicious, because somebody wants to hold a grudge, because we want to be in our feelings or our emotions, because we want to allow ourselves to sink where we are instead of rising up and pressing forward in the way that God has equipped us to. All right? And so as believers, as God's children, we have to show forth what we believe by our actions. And this is why division can contaminate your faith. And so if we are divided, it's possible, watch this, if we are divided, it's possible that we are not supporting each other in the way that we're supposed to. Come on now. I'm going to get into it tonight, and I'm trying to move. I ain't got that much time. I only got an hour. And so if we are divided, it's possible that we are not supporting each other in the way that we are supposed to. We are not showing and sowing in love the way that we're supposed to. We are not showing love, and we are not sowing in love, S-O-W, sowing in love, S-O-W-I-N-G to be correct, sowing in love uh, when we are divided the way we're supposed to. When we are divided, we're not looking out for or looking after or checking up on each other in the way we're supposed to. Come on, let's call it out tonight. This is good tonight. I need you to be attentive, family. Come on, when we are divided, we are not looking out for each other the way we are supposed to. We're not looking after each other the way we are supposed to. We are not checking up on each other the way we are supposed to. And, and so if none of this is taking place, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. We're going we're gonna to keep pressing forward tonight, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There we go. 
little technical difficulties, but we're going to keep pressing forward. And so, family, if none of this is taking place, we're definitely not praying for and encouraging each other through God's word in the way we're supposed to as well. And so we have to be strong in faith, and we have to remain unified. We have to be strong in faith, and we have to remain unified. We cannot be divided, all right? And so let's get into the word of God. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 uh, through 16, in the New Living Translation, the word of the Lord says, For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down, here it is, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations, with its commandments and regulations. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself, here it is, one new people from the two groups. Come on, he brought us together, right? Together as one body, Christ reconciled both groups to God by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death. Come on, come on. Our hostility with each other was put to death. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism, one God and Father of all. Hallelujah. I want to keep reading, God, family, because we're also going to get into Ephesians chapter 4, verses 5 to 13 in the King James Version. And the, Lord, and the word of the Lord says, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Come on. But Unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore, he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that, come on. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Come on, we're called to help each other. We're called to perfect each other according to God's will. We're not called to judge each other. We're called to help each other out. He says, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity, here it is, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, God said, my people suffer for lack of knowledge. Come on. He says, and come into unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God and unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. All right? And so we have to grow in our knowledge of God, and we have to remain unified, family. He said, my people perish for lack of knowledge, and we are not created to perish and be defeated, but we're created to prosper and live long, blessed, healthy, prosperous, anointed lives. And so unity can be defined. Any group of people who are characterized by a shared purpose, 
a shared vision or direction. It's not about being the exact same, but about advancing towards the same goal. Think about a football team. There are different positions on the field. Each position has a different skill set, a different role, and a different responsibility. But all the players on the team march toward the same end zone because their goal is the same. And just like in the football game family, in the body of Christ, we all have different gifts. We all have different responsibilities. But at the same time, we all have the same purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we have to press forward by faith, and we have to be unified at all times, family. We have to be unified at all times in Jesus' name. And so check it out. We have, all of us have heard of the phrase divide and conquer. All of us have heard of the phrase divide and conquer. In war, this strategy forces the enemy to divide their defenses, which leaves them vulnerable. Now, we're really getting ready to get into this and break this down, family, and I just want you to just stay focused and stick with me and be attentive. Come on, let's go. And so, you know, in war, this strategy uh, forces the enemy to divide their defenses, which leaves them vulnerable. Satan uses these same tactics against the body of Christ. He seeks to divide and conquer because he knows that a disunified church is weak. The enemy, he, he seeks to divide first and then tries to conquer because he knows that an ununified church is weak. We're not unified. We can be considered weak. When we're not unified, family, the enemy tries to use that as an opportunity to come against us. And so we have to remain unified and strong in faith, all right? And this is why we're created to be unified, because the enemy knows how powerful we are when we are unified. So the enemy will try to cause division to come at you, because there are people you're attached to that it's because of their prayers you're still standing. People who genuinely love and care about you, who check up on you, who want to see you succeed, who help you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That doesn't mean that you are weak when you're by yourself, family. It just means that there are people that God has strategically assigned to you, and it's because of their prayers that you're still standing. It's because of their obedience that you're still here. It's because of their faithfulness that you're making it, and it's because of their obedience to God, and God is getting all the glory, but we can't downplay who God has assigned to our lives. And this is why the enemy will try to cause division because there are people who are anointed, who are called, 
and who are assigned to your life, and because of their faithfulness and their obedience to God concerning you, the enemy is trying to separate you from them so that he can come at you by yourself. It does not mean you won't be effective in faith by yourself. It does not mean you can't go to God in prayer by yourself. It does not mean you can't declare the word of the Lord by yourself. But you have to realize how God has set some things up, created us to work together. God created us to be unified. God created us to prosper, to overcome, to give him the glory, to be victorious. And and God, most importantly, created us to love each other. And that's why we have the responsibility of praying for each other, of encouraging each other, of inspiring each other, of checking up on each other, because the enemy is trying to divide and conquer, and we have to remain unified. That's why the enemy would try to divide so that he can try and back you into a corner, make you feel as though you are all alone. There's no hope. And as if you can't press forward from where you are, the enemy will try to have you all up in your feelings, depressed and stressed out, being fearful, worrying, feeling like you need to kill yourself because the devil knows that you're in your feelings. And when you're in your feelings, you're not in faith. And when you're not in faith, he can come against you. If you don't have God's word and you're not in faith, the enemy can come against you. But watch this, until God sends someone your way for him to use to snatch you out of that horrible, horrible pit, to restore you again, praying you through to restore you to good health with the right mindset, having the right focus, getting your power back. Come on, walking in victory, speaking with authority, and knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. God uses people. He uses us. And this is why uh, we have to be unified because somebody's life, somebody's life, somebody's destiny, somebody's salvation is attached to your obedience. And if we are divided, you are the reason that somebody else is losing out. If we cannot be divided, we have to remain unified. You may be in a moment where you feel down and out. You feel all alone. You feel depressed. You feel stressed out. The enemy got you caught up in your feelings. You all up in your mind. And you feel like you need to take yourself out or do something to harm yourself or to isolate yourself. But I'm coming to tell you tonight, I'm here tonight to let you know that God will send somebody away for him to use to snatch you up out of that horrible pit, to restore you again, to pray you through, to restore you to good health with the right mindset, having the right focus and getting your power back, walking in victory, speaking with authority, and knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. Because although the enemy tried to separate you from everybody and us from each other, God, here it is, God is the God who never fails, and he'll always send a willing vessel to bring us back together again. Come on, he did it with Jesus. Come on. He did it with Jesus. What did Jesus do? He reconciled us back to the Father. Come on, this revelation in this. And so God will use a willing vessel, not a disobedient vessel, not a stubborn vessel. God will use a willing vessel to bring us back together again. Is there anybody out there tonight 
that, that will decree and declare, God, I'm a willing vessel. God, make me a vessel. Use me for your glory. Use me to bring the body of Christ back together again. Use me as the glue, God. Use me in the way that you desire so that we're loving each other, so that I can be part of the inspiration to set the right example, to put forth the right influences, to not allow division to take place. So that I, God, can declare your word by faith so that your love and your presence is felt so that the enemy and every demonic spirit has to bow down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Is there anybody out there tonight that's ready to rise up on behalf of the body of Christ? Come on. Is there anybody out there tonight that's ready to assist God and putting us back in our rightful place. Is there anybody out there tonight that's not going to be fearful, that's not going to allow yourself to drown and be caught up in your feelings or your emotions, but you'll say, God, send me where you want me to go. Show me what you want me to do. I'm taking ownership of who you created me to be. I want to be a willing vessel for you, God. I'm not going to let the enemy cause division. I'm not going to allow my faith to be contaminated. I'm not going to hold the grudge. I'm not going to allow division in my family. There's families out there who are divided. There's families out there not talking to each other. There's families out there who are hurting. There's families out there who need reconciliation. Is there anybody out there that's a willing vessel for the Lord to use you? to bring his people back together. Oh, glory to God. Because when we are unified, family, we can remain strong in faith with God and his word, having each other around to encourage and inspire each other when tough times and tough circumstances come to keep living, to keep striving, to never give up or never give in, and continually praying for each other at all times. Hallelujah. And so the enemy is, you know, he's really trying to cause division today when the battle of, of those are back. Let me take my time. Hallelujah. And, and so, family, the enemy is trying to cause division today. And, and, and you may say, how, Minister Merrill? You may say, how is the enemy trying to cause division Today, let me tell you how, uh, because um, those who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated, come on, They're, he's trying to cause division. He's trying to cause division with those who are vaccinated and those who are not vaccinated, those who are wearing a mask and those who are not wearing a mask, those who are voting for certain people and who don't vote for certain people who are voting for a certain person and who's not voting for a certain person. Uh, but the devil is a whole lie. You see, the devil is using situations to try to cause division. Uh, the body of Christ. I'm not even talking about the unsaved, the unchurched. I'm talking about the body of Christ. We are the foundation in the earth. We are God's representation. We are the shifters. We are supposed to be the movers and the shakers. We are the anointed. We are the called. We are God's children. We are the ones who take ownership. We are the ones who go to God in prayer. We are the ones who labor in God's word. I'm talking about us. I'm talking about us in the same way God's talking about us. 
when he said, if my people, he wasn't talking about the world. He said, if my people, he's talking about the ones who take ownership of being his people. He said, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek me and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll heal from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, and I'll heal their land. And this is why the enemy is trying to cause division, because he knows when we're unified, restoration is getting ready to take place. He knows when we're unified, the manifestation of God's word is getting ready to take place. He knows when when we're unified, his eviction notice is going to be served. Come on. That's why we got to be unified and not divided. God wants us to be unified, and the enemy is trying to use situations like being vaccinated and not vaccinated, wearing masks and not wearing a mask. Who's voting for who? Who's doing what and who's not doing what? Who's following the latest trends and who's not? Who's doing things like the world and who's not? Who's cool and who's not? Who's popular and who's not? Who's fitting in and who's not? Come on. We ought to be unified. We ought to walk in love. We ought to stand firm on God's word and not allow the enemy to cause division. I decree and declare tonight the devil is a whole lie. We are not going to allow him to contaminate our faith by causing division. God called us to be unified. I tell people all the time, God has given us the instruction, the formula for the manifestation of his word. And not only is it faith, but he's given us instructions. The formula is faith. The instruction is what he said do. Come on now. To manifest God's word is faith But the instruction is what he told us to do He said in Romans chapter 8 verse 28 And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord Who are called according to his purpose You got to love God and take ownership of being called So that every situation can work for your good He's, he's telling us what to do. In Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 and 20, he said in verse 19, if two touch and agree, if two come into agreement for what they pray for in my name, my Father in heaven will do it. He's telling us what we need to do. In verse 20, he says, if two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. He's telling us what we need to do. Be unified. He's calling us to come together, to come into agreement with who he is and what he said in his word. So also when it comes to division, division is also linked to unforgiveness. Also when it comes to division, division is also linked to unforgiveness. Coming struck stuck where you are and missing out on what God has for you and how God wants to use you all because you don't want to forgive those who hurt you, misused you, or did you wrong. But we have to forgive. And family, we'll get into how unforgiveness can contaminate your faith on October the 15th on the next broadcast about Faith Be Good. And that's the actual um, second subject that I was going to get into tonight, uh, division and unforgiveness. 
because they, they work hand in hand. Um, and we cannot allow neither one of these to contaminate our faith. But we're going to stick with division tonight, and we'll get into unforgiveness in the next broadcast, how unforgiveness will contaminate your faith. And I'm really getting into that, family, to really break this thing down, how toxic unforgiveness is. And so let's press forward. You know, so we are not supposed to be divided. We're supposed to be unified. And overall, we as the body of Christ need to learn how to stick together no matter what. We have to learn how to stick together no matter what. We have to learn how to love each other no matter what. We have to learn how to pray for each other no matter what. We have to learn how to support each other no matter what. We have to look out for each other no matter what. Look at the unity in the upper room on the day of Pentecost. God's words say they were all on one accord waiting for the fulfillment of the promise of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit showed up. Come on, look at the unity in the upper room. Uh, another example, look at the unity in the Tower of Babel. Come on, what, what they were accomplishing when they worked together in the book of Genesis. Come on, we are called and created to be unified. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so I'm going to stop right there before I get into the second half of this. Hallelujah. We are not created to be divided. We are created to be unified. We are created to love each other no matter what. We are created to support each other the best way we can. We are created to pray for each other. And we cannot allow the division, the spirit of division or the enemy to try to cause division and divide us in this day and time. If there's anything we need to be doing be along with praying and laboring in God's word and trusting God, we need to be unified. We're so much more effective when we're together. It's one thing to be effective individually, but it's a whole other situation when we come together. We are literally a force to be reckoned with. The devil knows he can't touch you. He has no power. All he has is influence can only do what you allow him to. He can only do what you allow him to. And that's why God said, give, give no place to the devil. You ain't supposed to give the devil no time of day. He gets no space. No space. He gets no room. Be defeated. Be defeated in Jesus' name as you already are. You have no power. You have no jurisdiction over us, devil. You are defeated. Be defeated and be gone in Jesus' name and never return. Hallelujah. And so there's somebody that's listening tonight, and you're encouraged thus far. You want to not only come into God's family, but you want to reconnect with those that God has placed in your life. You want to reconnect. You want to be the willing vessel for God to use to bring your family back together, to bring your community together, to be the example setter of how to walk in love, how to truly live in the way that God created us to live as you grow in his word. I say it all the time. You're looking for a better way to live. 
You're looking for a better way to handle your situation. You're looking for a better way to figure things out. You're looking for a better way to live a blessed life. You're looking for a better way to overcome. You're looking for a better way to be who you are. I'm here tonight to let you know that way is Jesus Christ. He is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the only way to salvation. He is the only way to live the blessed life he created you to live. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can cast all your cares on him because he truly cares for you. God loves you far beyond than what you can imagine or even comprehend. He loves you far beyond comprehension. I mean, God's love is so amazing. It's unfailing, unconditional, never-ending. God never puts a condition on his love. He loves you freely. Even where you are today, he loves you. And so tonight, I want to encourage you. The word of the Lord says in Romans 10 and 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It don't matter what your past is, how old you are, what your race is, where you've been at, the people you've been around, the decisions you made, the the mistakes you've made. It don't matter. The things you've done, it don't matter. If you call on the name of Jesus tonight by faith, fully believing in who he is, what he's done and what he's able to do, that he is God, the only true living God, that he died for your sins so that you can have life and life more abundantly so that you can be set free and that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can actually think according to your power that worketh within him. You call on him tonight, he'll show up for you. That's you. I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father, forgive me. For I have sinned and falling short of your glory. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. And I believe that Jesus Christ rose with all power. And I believe that Jesus Christ is so real and so alive. Jesus, save me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Stay in my life. Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Come into my life. Stay in my life. And have your way so that I live according to God's word, his will, and his way. In Jesus' name, amen. Family, if you repeated that prayer after me, you just got saved, and that's all it takes. If you fully believe in what you just decreed and declared, what you just requested of God, for him to be your Lord and Savior, your personal Lord and Savior, you just got saved. And not only did you just get saved, you just got set free. We encourage you to get into a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church where they can help you grow spiritually through the Word of God. And y'all can encourage and inspire each other to always press forward by faith. I love you. And I'm going to come back with the second half. And um, right now I'm going to ask our CEO, uh, our pastor, Tori Daly, to come on and give us some announcements. 
and then I'll come back and close out with the second half. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah, God. How many, I feel like that rap they used to say, if you don't know, now you know. If you didn't know before that division can contaminate your faith, you now know it. And now that we know God is going to hold us accountable. Hallelujah. We just bless God for that word that came forward this evening from Minister Bernard Morrow and for the part five of things that contaminate your faith. If you've missed any part of this series, you can go back on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. In the search engine, type by, uh, by Faith We Good, and you will be able to hear parts one through four of this series, Things That Contaminate Your Faith. Amen. By faith, we believe that that soul out there that gave their life to Christ this evening, we encourage you to find the Bible-believing, teaching, preaching sanctuary where you can grow in the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and heal from the trials and the tribulations of this world. Until then, we bless and thank God that that is why he has Purpose Kingdom Network here just for you. Please join us tomorrow evening at 8.30 p.m. for another broadcast of Purpose Kingdom Network. We will be broadcasting with The Turning Point and the host, Elder Charles and Reverend Maureen Lee. You do not want to miss this married, anointed man and woman of God as they come before us tomorrow evening again at 8.30 p.m right here on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. We invite you to follow us via any of our social media pages. We're on Facebook as well as on LinkedIn at Purpose Kingdom. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. We also invite you to check out our webpage. The webpage address is www.pknradio.com. Again, www.p as in Purpose, K as in Kingdom, N as in Network, pknradio.com. You will be blessed to be able to listen to gospel music for 24 hours a day. We have our morning devotional worship with Minister Bernard Morrow at 5 a.m. roughly. And we are broadcasting gospel music 24 hours a day with an evening word from the Lord where we rebroadcast one of the ministries that came forth the day before. We also, on that webpage, you can contact any of the hosts. You can contact us directly. We look forward to hearing from all of you, to praying with you, to praying for you. We thank and bless God for everyone who joined in with us this evening for this, our 1,508th episode, 1,508th episode of Purpose Kingdom Network. Again, Minister Bernard, wonderful, wonderful word this evening, and the ministry is back in your hands. Amen. Shout out to our CEO, Pastor Tori Bailey. She does such a great job. We just thank God for her diligence, her commitment, and her faithfulness to the vision God has given her for Purpose Kingdom Network, and we're going to continue to flourish and always press forward by faith. 
Hallelujah. And so check it out, family. Let's get into the second half, and I'll let you go so you can enjoy your weekend. And so overall, we're created to be unified and not divided. And that's one of the main things the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to cause division in this season and the seasons to come because he knows how powerful we are when we are unified. We cannot be separated and divided. We cannot be flowing in unforgiveness. We cannot be dysfunctional and flowing, getting caught up in our feelings and our emotions and conforming to the world. No, we have to stand firm on God's word and stick together. All right, we can't, and it's the little things that he's using, like the whole vaccination thing, the whole wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, the whole, you know, when it comes to election time, when it comes to different situations, the enemy is using these little tactics to try to cause division between us. But no matter what we go through, no matter what we face, no matter what comes our way, we have to remain divided. We can't not, we cannot allow situations and tough times to determine how we respond. Come on. We cannot allow tough times and situations and circumstances to determine how we respond. No, we have to learn how to love each other no matter what, pray for each other no matter what, support each other no matter what, look out for each other no matter what. And so as I've expressed already, look at the unity in the upper room. The day of Pentecost, God's word said that they were on one accord waiting for the fulfilled promise of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit showed up. They were on one accord. They wasn't scattered. They wasn't all over the place waiting for the fulfilled promise of the Holy Ghost. They, the Lord told them to wait. They waited, and they waited together. Come on, we have to stick together, family. Look at the unity at the Tower of Babel when they came together to build that tower. Look at what they were accomplishing when they came together and not separated. We know what happens further on, but still, look at the example of what took place when they were unified. And so even in Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 17 in the New Living Translation, check this out. Check this out. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 17 in the New Living Translation. Jesus is speaking, and this is what he says. Check this out. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. Now, I don't want you to look at the, that. Now, now, don't get stuck on the end part of that, right? I want you to see, get deeper into this verse concerning what God is saying. And I'm going to tell you what he's saying, what he's showing us. I'm going to read it again. He says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, he's saying go to that person and pull them to the side privately and let them know what the offense was. He says if the other person listens to you and confesses it, if they agree, 
to what you're saying, you have won that person back. You have restored the unity between each other. He says, but if you are unsuccessful, go get two or three other people, go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by the other people as witnesses. Then he says, if the person still refuses to listen, take your case, here it is, to the church, to the church. So what is Jesus saying in these verses? Here it is. Jesus is teaching us about how devastating it is or it can be when you let a person of division go unchecked revelation. There it is. Jesus is teaching us how devastating it is, how messed up it is when you let a person of division go unchecked. Because the church, because the church, God created the church and established the church to be the problem solver. Bear with me, family. We're almost done. So instead of allowing your faith to be contaminated because of fear, being worried, or functioning under pressure or allowing negative thoughts to take root or speaking wrongfully or flowing in bitterness or being divided, we need to serve notice to the enemy that not only are we sticking with Jesus, but we're sticking together. Nobody gets left behind, not on our watch. Nobody loses. Nobody accepts defeat. We're coming out of every tough time and every tough circumstance better, stronger, and wiser, ready to do everything God anointed us to do and ready for everything that God has in store for us. In Ephesians chapter 4, verses 3 to 7, we're almost done. In the New Living Translation, once again, the word of the Lord says, make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to the one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, who is over all and in all and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. And so in closing, family, when you go uh, when you go to hear an orchestra, many times the first notes you hear are chaotic. As, e- as each individual plays a warm-up note with their instrument, the violin plays a certain note. The tuba player plays a certain note. All the different instruments plays different notes in the beginning as they warm up. When the conductor walks onto the stage, all of the players submit to his or her direction, and a beautiful music sound is the result. And this is what happens when we become unified, when we're divided and we're doing our own thing, we're all over the place, we're dysfunctional, we're separated, we're divided. But when we submit to the direction, the will, and the way of God, We produce something that's so beautiful. In other words, there is strength in unity. There is power in unity, and unity glorifies God like nothing else. 
The book of John records uh, the longest prayer by Jesus recorded in the Bible. The main concern of that prayer is unity among God's people, which signifies the power and importance of unity in John, in the book of John, but we'll get into it in another time. And so Jesus prayed for all believers in all times to become unified. When the body of Christ comes together with one common purpose, here it is, we can change the world. We must work together across racial and cultural, social, economical boundaries to spread the love and hope of Jesus Christ to a dying world, letting the world know that Jesus saves. Since unity is so important to Jesus, it should be just as important to us. Take a few moments right now to pray for unity in these areas, your personal life, your family, your church, and in your community. Family, I just want to encourage you tonight, don't let your faith become contaminated by division, but remain strong in faith by sticking together with God's word as your foundation. You ought to decree and declare tonight, not only are we sticking with Jesus, but we're sticking together. And devil, there's nothing you can do about it. In Jesus' name, stick together. Remain unified. Stay focused. And always press forward by faith. Y'all already know, by faith we good, for we walk by faith and not by sight. And I look forward to reconnecting with you all as we continue in this series. Things that contaminate your faith, part six, as we dive into unforgiveness. I love you, family. God bless you. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to be down, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose.